Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Foam Armor Club. Foam Armor Club is a cosplay lifestyle brand with really cute apparel and accessories. Their designs are specifically relatable for cosplayers and friends of cosplayers. Two of their best-selling designs are Death by Con Crunch and Cosplay Makes Me Happy, which I love. They also have really cute products for friends and partners of cosplayers. Two of my favorites are a Cosplay Medic tote and an official Cosplay Handler's hat. Please go to foamarmorclub.com or follow them all over the internet at Foam Armor Club. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Today, and I'm at the Repop offices right now in a room full of super cool ladies who all do marketing, right? Yep. Yeah. Here. So I uh, did not want to trust myself to say everyone's name correctly, yeah. so I'm going to let them all introduce. And you guys, does everyone have a main show? Is that still how it works with marketing too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I'll let everyone go around and introduce themselves and their main show. For a sec. Yeah. Uh, I'm Fallon. Um, I focus on New York Comic Con um, and have a bit of a stretch assignment on MCM in our, in London. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> so cool. Um, I'm Stewie, and I focus primarily on C2E2. Uh, I'm Emily, and I'm Emerald City Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forgot the first one. <laughs> okay. I've been working on book con stuff recently, so I'm just... Well, yeah, I guess using time. Even though you guys have a show, you like help each other. Yeah, so that's yeah absolutely. I'm Jackie, and I do New York Comic Con. I'm Shanice, and I also do New York Comic Con. And I'm Stephanie, and I work on Keystone Comic Con. Yeah, so (laughs) you guys do all the pre-show marketing, and then the during-show marketing, and then is there stuff after shows, too, or do you just, like, move on to the next? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like, gathering the results from all your marketing efforts and seeing, like, what worked and what didn't, and teaching the peoples what we did. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. Um... So is it like when you're marketing a show, because I do not know anything about this, is it of all year round are you thinking about your show or like do you get to take breaks or is it like how how do you even market a show that's this big? Well, I think for, for Read Pop specifically, it's changed a lot in the past year. Like we used to work on every show. So it was literally like from one to the next to the next and you didn't really have time to think of the show as a whole. Um, but with the reorg um, last year, Um, Emerald City was kind of like the first case study of that and really looking at the show and saying like, okay, what do we want to do in a year and how do we want to evolve this? And it's really, I mean, it's come a long way with like the brand is so much more thought out and like really you could see it across the show within all of our marketing from like before you get on site to on site to post show, like all of it is really one seamless story. Um, so it's really, it's become, it's, it's kind of cool. It's cool from a marketing perspective to like really take that and like make sure everything looks cohesive and that you're listening to what your audience wants. And does that make it easier as a marketer to do like to focus on one story than to do like, cause I imagine it was kind of hard to be like, you're doing the show and then two months later you're doing it for show. Like to have yeah. one person kind of have their brain. I mean, it makes it more authentic because when you think about the Seattle audience, 
they're only ever thinking about Emerald City Comic Con. They're not thinking, oh, C2E2 is next. Right. Um, That's so it, you know, <laughs> it doesn't go to every show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the Seattle audience is, is always thinking about Emerald City Comic Con. And then, you know, even after the show, they're still hyped up about it. And they like to see that it's still the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's allowed us to do a lot more in the off-season, too. Like, we were out in Seattle at least once a month, which we've never been able to do before. So we were meeting That's with fans cool. and having events and all this different stuff to kind of build up to Emerald City as opposed to just like, oh, it's one month away, so we better start marketing it, like, which is kind of how it was. Yeah, and it was also like... We would be, it would be September, we'd be getting ready for New York Comic Con, we'd be launching tickets for C2E2 in Emerald City. Oh right after New York Comic Con, we'd launch for BookCon and Book Expo. Then the final year is coming around, so we start in January, have all this stuff, and then we start talking about fan verification for New York Comic Con. It was We're on set at C2E2 doing New York Comic Con badges. It's like a nightmare. It was like a nightmare. <laughs> it, was, it was non-stop. So at least now we get to think really strategically about what we want to what kind of communications we want to go out um, to our fans with. We get to think about how do we really put on the best show that they want. Um, and that's really what this is. Everything we do, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And also giving each show its own personality, which we never really did yeah, before. Yeah, like, that's cool. And that comes back to really listening to the audience that you're marketing to and saying, like, what do you think this show is? And then, and then taking that and making your branding all about them, um, which is what C2E2, Emerald City, and New York have done throughout the year. It's been really awesome. And now Keystone. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know what Keystone is. So it's a new comic convention that is coming to Philadelphia September 14th through 16th. It's going to be at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Um, And we've got a couple of great guests coming so far. John Barrowman, Catherine Tate from Dr. Um, Frank Miller is coming. Um, And Vic Mignogna. So, and we've that got... That's a great bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> practice. <laughs> it's almost like she's very good. And we've got a ton more guests um, on the way throughout the summer. So, it's really going to be an incredible show. We've also got, like, the Nerdcore rappers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we have a whole a live stage at the show, and we're, we've got some rappers coming. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to awesome. fit some verses right now? I'm yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is Keystone going to be like the other, like, is it like general Comic-Con or does it have like a super specific? I would say yes. And I think we're going to be trying um, some different things on the show that we've never tried before that we hopefully will be able to adapt on all of our other shows um, if if they go well. Um, (laughs) So I think it's going to be a really cool new experience for the fans. Is that the first, is Keystone the first like brand new out of nowhere show you guys have done in a while? Yeah, because I feel like the other ones are when I first started in 2014, we launched New York Super Week, which was like an addition to New York Comic Con. We launched R. special R. edition. And we launched Book Con. And then, yeah, I don't think we've, I think that's the first launch we've done in a while. Yeah. yeah. That's so exciting yeah, that it, yeah, like, yeah. you don't have any baggage or, you know, it's just like brand new. Yeah, we have all of our baggage over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. You have to deal with everyone who's been going to the shows for their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's good and bad with everything. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's hard, but also. Yeah, because cool. we have things that are established that some things we do year over year, some things we try to do and make it new and fresh and exciting. Um, but, like, starting launching a show is really really exciting I mean mm-hmm. I think 
most of us have been a part of something like that, um, really cool. which is really, yeah, it's really cool because you decide, you decide at the ground floor what that show is going to be, which is really nice. Do you guys all do the social media too? Or is that like a different, like is marketing like the big idea of general messages that go out? Or is it like, are you guys the people taking pictures at shows too? Oh yeah, we are. All of it? <laughs> That's such a huge job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, well, Ree's not here, but she does it for Emerald. But I, yeah, I try to tweet things and I'm not the best social media person. So my business is so like little and I know how hard that is. And these shows are like tens and hundreds of thousands yeah. of people. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. It has a huge customer service angle, social media, yeah. that you don't oh, yeah. really anticipate. Um, so we have to come up with, you know, effective ways to kind of funnel through hundreds of messages and just try to like be you know in touch with that audience but at the same time like you can't read every single comment yeah. you can't you know what I mean but you know we certainly do our best it's also that. finding that voice like that's I would say social is the most common place where the voice is very prevalent like Shanice you can probably speak to this more like at New York Comic Con it's like well yeah I took over after Fallon stepped away and she did such a good job of creating this voice that fans knew that it was a fan running the account. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it speaks to what that show is. So it's not, you know, taking itself too seriously. It's a little cheeky. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that helps. And every show has, you know, like C2E2 is very, it's a lot of memes. But, like, right. that's, <laughs> what, but that's what that audience loves. Yeah. And like they love that sort of thing. So it's all sort of like figuring out what your audience is and then being genuine and kind of just... Tweeting nonstop about the stuff right. they're about. Yeah, you'll notice when Shanice took over is when the Drake gifts stopped. <laughs> so, we got like a lot more Pokemon for you. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, wow, you're super into gaming. I was like, yeah. <laughs> do you guys have, like, I can only imagine that you get to do super cool things from not only like working here at like this company does really cool things, but does anyone have like a favorite story of like, a memory that you'll think about forever. Oh I feel like Fallon should tell any story with Ricky Whittle. <laughs> oh, Ricky Whittle. And did you see him when he was at C2 no. or Emerald City? He just has such a great presence. He absolutely, he knows how to like make every fan that came up to him feel like they were the only fan that attended that convention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were people, especially at Emerald City, who were getting out of lines for other people and getting into his line just because the they started calling it the Ricky Whittle experience. Oh my God. The experience of meeting him was just so much fun. Um, like I went to shake his hand and he was like, he looked at me and he goes, have you seen me shake a hand at all this weekend? And he gave me a hug. Um, but I actually think like the best experiences, and Jackie can talk about this too, like we do, we work a lot with Make-A-Wish for New York Comic Con. Um, so they usually come to us every year um, and, and they have a kid who's wish they want a grant. And so the first year that I started, um, there was this kid who – or there were two kids who loved The Walking Dead that really wanted to meet Norman Reedus. Uh, so we were able to work with AMC to um, put together a time just for them to hang out with Norman. Um, we got them front row at the panel. We um, delivered – we put together – we actually had someone on our team who put together – I think it was their mom did baskets of full of like Walking Dead merch and we went to their hotels before they got there to leave them there. So when they arrived there was like a note from Lance who is the head of our of, Re of all of Repop 
Um, and it was just a really cool experience because you got to see them. They were so excited to be there. Their families were thrilled. Um, and I think stuff like that, those like special moments, make it really awesome for us because we do this for fans, but we don't always get to talk to every single fan face to face. So to have that, to be able to provide that like above and beyond experience for someone who really deserves it is awesome. Well, now I'm going to sound like a jerk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can have both sides. We'll have the like, yeah. amazing. Let's edit so I go first. Yeah. <laughs> once we get Drake to come to right. 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 I'm surprised that wasn't your biggest moment is when we went to the upfronts and you saw Drake oh my gosh I, for- oh my that God. Was, I forget that about that that was work related oh, yeah <laughs> that is a good story too I'll go really quick you can decide no, no I like maybe that. I should tell this story <laughs> <laughs> Um, so sometimes we get invited to really cool events. I never get invited, but other people do. So they, everyone simultaneously who works with Adult Swim got an email about the Adult Swim upfronts. So I was getting calls and emails because the email just said Drake in it. Oh, so they were like, Valid, like we're working on it. Like you have to go. Um, so I made Emily get there like three hours early. We waited in line, went inside, and then I refused to move from the front of the stage the entire, like there was all this cool stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, there was an like, open bar. Yeah. <laughs> Drake like singing to her because we were like really close like yeah. right up front and like he would be singing to Fallon and Fallon would be singing right back to him and then he'd turn to me to do the same thing and I'd be like sorry Drake I don't know she would be like wow he really loves you and I was like I think I'm just like making all this up in my head because I know every like I'm a huge Drake fan I know every word and then this we were on our way out and this girl tapped me on the shoulder and goes are you going backstage after all (laughs) and she goes and I was like no I was like but that was really cool she goes every single time I thought he was singing to me but it was you and And I was like he was like loving it and then he turned to me and I'd be like shrugging like I'm sorry Uh, and then like Migos came out and she was like who's this Well, this is fine. I was out of my element, but it was still kind of cool. Like, okay, yeah. that was that was the selfish. No, that was the selfish answer. I mean, but like that—that that says like, I mean, Drake might not be in our general demographic <laughs> right off the bat, but like, we're fans too. Like, and it's cool that you get to do all kinds. Because I would never be like, oh, you work for Comic Con, you probably got to meet Drake or like yeah. see Drake. But that's cool. That it's so it's many wrong. different things. Well, like our perspectives change on it because like we are fans, but. When I feel like when I first got the job, it was like kind of starstruck, like ah, celebrity we were. Yeah, and then you kind of like get desensitized to it. it. Yeah, Um, but it's still. I guess you have to, or you would like have a heart attack. Like you can't stay. I mean, it's still really cool, but then you just you see them in so many circumstances that normally you see them on TV and it's easy to put them on a pedestal. But then you see them in real life and you're like, oh wow, like they're just doing normal people things. They're just just people, (laughs) like walking or eating a sandwich, and you're like, yeah. Gary Fisher, that was my like starstruck moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, celebrity dogs are the best kinds of celebrities. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it was kind awesome. of like a Drake moment for me too, because like Drake could probably tell that you were his number one fan based on the way that you like looked at him. Mm-hmm. And I think Gary could tell with me, like, 
when we made eye contact and he just like he stuck his tongue out and like he, <laughs> he wanted to like lick me and I was like he just knows how I feel about him and like dogs can tell he so can tell. I think you're right mm-hmm. and he just had like this way and I was like you are just yeah we had a very sweet moment together I, love that. <laughs> I my biggest one was when I met the Weasley twins oh I wow a very big Harry Potter fan and since then I've gotten so much better because they were the first ones I met out of the Harry Potter crew and I was very starstruck were you like working like, I was working so but like be... Todd hooked me up and was like hey, oh, let me just go introduce you like really casual and I was like okay <laughs> does my hair look okay like, like and we were with um, our coworker Shannon who's who's not here she just moved to North Carolina no. yeah but she was with us and you know like I'm like oh my god like I'm such a big fan like just talking and rambling on and on and they're like so sweet and like thank you so much like you know like Alright, here. <laughs> and then like we both turned around and Shannon walked like right into this whole like cart of food and like knocked everything over and made like a huge noise and like they were kind of like, uh, this is even more awkward now. And like I was so happy because I was like, Thank you so much, Shannon. You made me look so much cooler. Like you like really took the heat for this one. I really appreciate it. It sounds like the moral of the story is like you need a tag team when you oh, get yeah. to yeah, meet. Like totally. you can't handle being around you need a, right. you need a buddy. Talk about your map. Oh yeah, so I have this like Marauders map um, that I get signed by all of the oh, Harry cool. Potter guests that come to our shows. So I have like, I want to say I have like five or six signatures now, but hopefully it's going to be growing. That's oh, and awesome. they put their little feet inside of like where their character is on the map. It's really oh my cute. god, it's like it's overly cute. It's we don't have to get into it. <laughs> is it like framed somewhere? No, I have it like in a sleeve right now. It's right. like okay. hoping that I get the trifecta, the big three, yeah. eventually one day. But uh, yeah, it's been ever growing like for years now, and it's just something that like I don't know. Like as a fan of our shows, like it's just cool to like have something for myself. Like yeah, I'm working and I'm spending all these hours and. But, like, at the end of the day, I have this really cool thing. I don't know. No, that's awesome. I love that. I've been talking a lot, you talk. This half of the room, do you guys I have? I don't think I've seen one. Like, I haven't had a celebrity. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be celebrity. Just yeah. a cool moment. Because sometimes, I feel like I'm too tired. tired. <laughs> if we were talking to um, the content crew before, like, sometimes it's not always celebrities. Like, it's yeah. other people, like, your favorite writer that you, mm-hmm. people don't even think about it. Because everyone looks at, like... The banner with the biggest names, but there's so many cool people that come through yeah. Comic Cons. And even people who aren't famous that are just like super cool people. You definitely have like a con family at all of these shows oh, for yeah. sure. It's like people you only see at shows, <laughs> at conventions, but it's like every year, like everybody's there and it's like all these familiar faces. It ends up being really cool. Yeah, let's have booked on this for me. It's like all my friends are there. Yeah. Yeah. All my booktuber and bookstagram friends. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. What about you guys? Um, probably, for, well, I mean, I also love to see uh, the kids at the show and how excited that they get. Oh, I think yeah. that that's probably one of the best things. But also, selfishly, um, <laughs> C2E2 2015, I think it was, I um, was working in the autographing area, and I got to meet Sean Astin, and I was just kind of like, this is amazing. Yeah. The Goonies, Rudy, like, oh, I was just okay. totally, like, freaking out. He's so but sweet, he's too. So sweet, so down to earth. Like, we were having a conversation about The Dark Knight and how it was filmed in a part of McCormick Place, which is where C2E2 takes place. So it was just, like, a normal conversation about, you know, geeking out about other fandoms, basically. So it was fun. 
they I think that's the coolest people. thing. You can have a conversation you would have with your friend, but then it's like someone you love, and you're like, we're just chatting like we're best friends. You're not in Lord of the Rings with a girl. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any, um, like, is there anything you want to tell fans that they might not know? Like, something that, like, you know, maybe one thing could be like email people instead of tweeting at them if you actually want information. Or is there any like, is there anything from marketing that is, because yeah. you guys get to tell people stuff all the time, but is there anything that like, I don't know, there might not be. Remember that there's a person on the other side of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly um, yeah. Like I, I think people, it's, the default of social media is to be angry a lot of the time. Um, we really do our best to put on the most amazing show that we can. And there are a lot of things that I don't think fans realize are out of our control. We don't have a lot of control over when guest announcements happen. We don't always have control over things like pricing or how announcements happen and when. Um, you know, we but we care so much. Like, it, it doesn't seem like that because you think of, like, New York Comic Con or Repop is this big, bad business. But, like, we're all a bunch of nerds right here. Yeah. Like, we love the same things they love. We care about the same things. I went to New York Comic Con as a fan before I started working here. So I've been in the queue hall for three hours right. trying you to get, get into it. a Walking <laughs> Dead panel that I didn't get into. Um, so, yeah, we totally get it. And we, we honestly, we do the best that we can. And where we want to help as much as mm-hmm. we can. And this is, a, like, a general customer service, but, like, people are more inclined to help you if you're a pleasant person to talk to. Yeah. So, like, screaming is not going to the same response. But also as that like, is, like, writing. we read everything. Yeah, we, we do. do. We read all the comments. Like, you might not think we are, but we're right there. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we are taking into account, like, what you're saying, and we're trying to improve as much as we possibly can year over yeah. year. So, I mean, keep the feedback coming, but make it a constructive plea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's important to realize, too, that... Because if you go to a show, like, you just see your own experience. So unless you know someone who works on a show or you're just, like, really thinking outside of your box, you don't think about things like if a celebrity changes their schedule due to a movie or whatever, Mm -hmm. that might change a panel. It's not just someone trying to ruin your day. Like, if there are actual things going on that are important. So maybe assume that there's, like, a reason, even if you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll change a panel, that'll change photo ops, that'll change autographing. That's our team has to then go update social media, update the website, let um, XYZ person know that this is happening, change it in the app, make sure it's syncing. Like, it's a lot, it's a process. And, like, for New York Comic Con, there's three of us. For Admiral City, there's two. For C22, there's two. And for Keystone, there's one person. Yeah, so, so guys, there are literal (laughs) single human beings running all of this stuff. Which is wild. I mean, I think it's really impressive. When I found out there were, like, less than a handful of people, like running the accounts for shows. I think that's amazing. I think you guys are incredible. That's so cool. Thank you. And I think too, even like on the social aspect, you know, but even running the show when you're on site, it's the people who are doing the marketing are out there doing the line. Yes. Yeah. There were stories at New York Comic Con, like even Mm -hmm. last year on Sunday, our event director and I were sweeping puddles off of 11th Ave so fans wouldn't step in there. Right. So it's, it's, I think, keeping that in mind, like, you know, not only are we doing it pre-show, but on site, so, you know, if there's a spill on something that's one of us getting on the radio calling up. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that, that the people at the subway and <laughs> yep. the people on yeah. 10th Ave and the people on 11th and the people in the inner roadway, it's like the people in this room. <laughs> like, <laughs> directing traffic. People are like, oh my gosh, you get to hang out backstage with all the celebrities. And I'm like, no, I'm at the subway for seven hours. Like, <laughs> it's pouring like, rain. Yeah, in the yeah. pouring rain, trying not to get my shoes soaking right. wet. Yeah. 
What's the best way for fans? Like if they're going to a show, is it following a so a certain social? Is it following the app? Like what's the best way to stay updated for fans on like important information that is changing or that they just should know? Like is it Definitely. All of those things. Yeah. Definitely sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. Cool. Okay. The, the app is on site. I think on site is the most real time. The that social is always going to be probably yeah. the most timely one. Like for Emerald at least, we usually send one or two newsletters a week. So oh. like if you want more up to date info, we update our social pages daily. So that's probably the best way. And that's where you get reminders to like get tickets for like for photos and stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Is so if you're going to a show, you don't want to miss something yeah. that's going to sell out. Mm-hmm. That's right. Totally. Yeah. You could turn on post notifications if you want oh, to. But yeah. If you don't want to because of algorithms, then just like make sure you're liking our stuff on Instagram and Facebook because those algorithms so that you are really actually annoying. see it. Yeah, otherwise you won't see it. Yeah. Um, and our website, we keep our website updated, but definitely on site, the app is like the most useful tool because you can set yeah, reminders, yeah. Um, which is a really nice feature of it. You can also see like what panels are hot, <laughs> so you can see which ones the most people are interested in and then you know okay maybe I need to get to that panel a little bit earlier or that autographing session a little bit earlier than I normally would that's smart so you can see like what's yeah. going on in real time for New York Comic Con we also have an account called NYCC Lines um, so if you go and follow that account we also have it in all of our con apps as a push notification section okay. um, it'll update you in real time about lines so we'll be like so and so's line is capped this panel is almost full <laughs> that's um, so smart yeah. and also <laughs> yeah, well, we stole it actually from PAX because PAX does that um, but especially for New York Comic Con like before you want to check that before you head out to um, like the Hammerstein Ballroom or MSG so that you know, okay, there's going to be seats like if left it's for me. worth it yeah. or if it's already... Because we want people to, to attend those off-site venues. So there's so much cool content in them. Um, don't be scared to leave the Javits Center. <laughs> like, there's so much to offer and there's going to be even more to offer this year, so... And for new fans, too, like, a little bit of research goes a long way. I highly recommend downloading the app at least a week before and, like, looking at panels you want to see, looking at guests you want to meet, so that way you're not getting on site and you're trying to figure it out on the spot. There's and you so can much make a schedule, on. right? Yeah, in, you can make your schedule apps. in the app. That's awesome. Uh, you can favorite exhibitors and guests in the app as well. Um, but that little bit of extra research will go such a long way when you finally get to the show and then you can just go and do what you want to do. I feel like as a fan, I, I hate crowds. So when I was going as a fan years ago, I would I would go to New York Comic Con and it was too crowded. So I ended up flying to Chicago to go to see Tony. <laughs> but like, if you go to the show, like try to learn the traffic patterns and like everyone tries to go onto the show floor down the 100 aisle at 10 a.m. every day. So maybe skip that and maybe get onto the show floor, but then walk to the back of it to start and then backtrack. Like, things like that will help. Like, I like avoiding friends personally. <laughs> is there a place for, like, if you're a first time, is there, like, is it, like, the Facebook page? Is there, like, a place to kind of see, like, other fans talking about experience? Like, if, if it's your first year and you're like, what is this show like? Is it super crowded? Are the panels huge? Like, is there, like, a network of people who have gone before? So, for Emerald City, we actually have an Emerald City, like, community fan group oh, type cool. of thing. So, like, they give a lot of great advice in there. We're actually creating a new one that will be a little more read-pop run. Cool. Um, but there is an unofficial group, too, that has a lot of great feedback. And fans will just kind of give their advice or, you know, show or tell them what, like, they've experienced in the past. 
Um, but yeah, it, I think that's like a really good place to just kind of like get a more fan perspective, but then also read pops there as like an added benefit of like information for sure. Yeah. Cool. And then usually, um, we create Facebook events as well. Like for New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. we're going to do it once tickets go on sale. So people who know they're going can cool. go to that group. Um, and a lot of the times we try to let fans like interact with each other. Um, but it, you'll come to us if you want like official information or want to fact check something. Right. Um, but the fans usually we notice in like um, in the comments or on Twitter, like we'll respond to each other sometimes um, and just answer the questions. Sometimes it's not always right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> always I try to detail be helpful. oriented. <laughs> but if it's just like, yeah, what's the vibe of this show or like that kind of stuff? Yeah, cool. absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to tell fans or are we still hiring? You might be hiring. Um, yeah. If you want to work here, if you're interested and you're a super fan, you can go to readpop.com. I think it's slash careers. Um, and when we list all of our openings, I know we have some positions open. Um, I'm just not sure what they are. I think there's some sales positions open. There might be an event director position open. Um, you know, as we launch and acquire new businesses, we're always updating that page. Um, like we just, we had really cool announcements. We have like such a big UK business now. Um, I know I'm so jealous. I was like, is there a way I can just go to all these UK shows? And we have shows globally too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some of us have worked, helped with those teams as well. There's shows in Vienna and Paris and Australia and India and Shanghai and Bali or Indonesia. Um, yeah, we just launched one. We're launching one in, um, South Africa. So it's going to be really cool. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's everywhere. That's awesome. Just trying to take over the world. Yeah. Taken over by Comic Con. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for chatting with me today. Thank um, you. If you guys go to read shows, say hi to all the people you see because they're cool. And then you can be their friends and hang out with them. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Say hi to all the staff there. I've never met anyone working at Read that wasn't like so lovely. So now we're all <laughs> best friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me come visit your office. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you like this episode, you can subscribe. You can leave us a rating or review if you want. That would help us so much. And you can check out our Patreon and all of our socials. We're at Sartorial Geek everywhere. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Bye.